Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Saturday, October 21st, 2017. This is episode 122, the 168 hours a week job. Over two decades ago, the late and great jazz legend Miles Davis passed away. And shortly after his death, there was a joke that quickly circulated in the music community. And I'm going to paraphrase it only because people who don't know music as well won't quite understand the joke in its original form. But it went something like this. Miles Davis passes away. Because of the type of life that he had, he goes directly to hell. And upon arriving in hell, he walks into this nightclub where he sees and hears some of the greatest jazz musicians of all time. And they're performing. And the concept of all of these jazz greats performing at the same time absolutely blew Miles' mind. He could not believe the sound he was hearing. And they were playing, and they were playing, and they were playing charts that he had played with them years ago. And while they were playing, he went up to one of the band members because it seemed like they had just started a set and a set of songs usually lasts for about an hour to an hour and a half. And while they were in the middle of playing, he goes up to one of his best buddies, says, my God, this sounds incredible. Hey, listen, when, when do you guys get your next break? And his friend looked at him and said, break? What break? Hence the joke, the penalty for going to hell. Which brings me to today's topic, the 168 hours a week job. You might be able to figure out where I'm going with this. And if you haven't by now, it's parenting. It's the toughest job in the world. And it's the toughest job in the world because there's no downtime. No downtime at all. And for this reason, many years ago, I made a decision that I wasn't going to have children of my own. And I have nothing against people who decide to have kids, just like I would hope that people would not hold that against me. Now, I have had people who've actually said to me that they wouldn't, e wouldn't enter a relationship with me or didn't want to continue a relationship with me because I didn't want to have children. 
and that's fine to each his own. I wasn't going to change my mind. And my rationale after over the course of time was very simple. I am so consumed with doing a great job wherever it was that I was working at that time that I wanted to give all of my time and my energy and my passion and dedication to those kids. And there's a reason for it. And I've never really explained that to anyone before, but I'm going to today. You see, I've decided to make that my life's mission to be able to provide an excellent educational experience for children and be able to provide for them a comfortable and enjoyable safe haven for 40 minutes a day an hour and a half however long it is that students get to spend time with me And the reasoning is simple. I know that many of my students have been so appreciative of what I've done for them and how I make them feel. Because I know that there are many students who go through the course of any given day of the week, not just in school, but with their home life, and everything else in which they just simply don't have the best days. And there's so many different variables. There are so many different factors, too many for me to go into in this podcast episode. This episode is not going to be a lesson on parenting. After all, why would you listen to me? I'm not a parent. Why would you listen to me? I'm not the person that works 168 hours a week raising a child. But I do hope you'll listen to me in the sense of looking at it from a caring individual who understands children of all ages and what I've seen and what I've experienced over the course of my career. I have students who clearly do not feel loved. They don't feel loved because either they're never told that they're loved or the actions of the people they are around the most give that type of feeling or a combination of both. There are students who simply go without. There are also students who get too much. There are students who are so poor, I know the last meal they will have for the day will be the meal they received in school. And the next meal will not be until the next morning. 
And on the other hand, there are children I've taught who come from very, very good situations. And we're not talking about the ones that are multi-gazillionaires either. I'm talking about the ones that are simply in the middle class who on whole get everything they want. Everything they want. Because one thing that I found which has been consistent is the inconsistency of so many parents. And I know there are a lot of factors and there are reasons why people can be inconsistent. We're all human. But you see, when I make a mistake with my students, I freely admit it. Freely admit it. I accept responsibility for it. And I don't I know there are a lot of adults that don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't know why. I don't know why they, I guess, feel they have to, they're in a, in a position of weakness. That's not a position of weakness. It's a position of showing someone else, especially a child, that you're a human being and you make mistakes too. And when you accept your mistakes, they do appreciate it. But I look at the parenting all around the world today and there always seems to be something that I shake my head at and I don't say anything because I don't tell people how to parent but I know deep down that everyone has something that is greatly flawed the bigger problem is the situation where almost everything is flawed. <laughs> and I think one of the hardest things with the 168 hours a week job is you don't have any downtime. There is no option of, I don't feel like being a parent anymore. There are people who I truly believe very early in the process make that decision. That it's too hard. That it's too many hours. That I never expected it was going to be like this. That I never thought our child was going to be like this. And what's funny is, well, I, I can't even use this, the word funny because it's sad. It's sad how so many people in this world treat parenting as if it was the same as deciding to go out to dinner or go to the movies, like a spur-of-the-moment type of thing. Well, we certainly know the divorce rate, and I'm not going to get into all of that, because while 
I have not been married, I can tell you a majority of the people that I know have gone through some type of divorce before. So I know what that's all about. And I know how difficult that is and how tough it is on the children. But I can also say, as a child of divorced parents, we can come out on the other end pretty okay. I can certainly say that for my siblings. Because they're all spectacular human beings. I mean, outstanding human beings. And I don't just say that because they're my siblings. They're just good people. With big hearts. And they're hard workers, too. So, and, and I also have to say, you know, along with that, in the case of my siblings, they're all parents. So, yes, they do have the full-time jobs, and they parent as well. And I know in talking to them and in talking to friends, and again, with the tens of thousands of kids I've interacted with in all of my public school situations and every other situation over the last 20 plus years, everybody has a different story. But let's be very clear about something. When you sign up for the 168 hours a week job, you are the boss. The child is not the boss. The child, for lack of a better word, is an employee. You're the boss. And what I mean by that is you set the rules. You set the groundwork. It's like that teacher in school. You know, the one that was really mean, the one that was really nasty, the one who was inconsistent with his or her discipline or obnoxiously hard, but you know how tremendously flawed that person was or what a poor teacher they were. Do you know how many people, how many people we have out there in the world who parent the same way? The same exact way. Which is funny, because on the other hand, there's a chance they may have not grown up that way. Or even worse, they may have grown up that way and said, this is the way that I'm going to raise my child. Even though they probably know in the back of their head, this is wrong what I'm doing right now. And notice again that I'm not giving specific examples because everyone's different. I am giving you this podcast episode today not to place judgment on you and to make you feel guilty about a very specific situation. I'm just painting the landscape with a very, very broad paintbrush. One thing I can tell you, though, is that the way the kids act are a product of their surroundings. And more specifically, a product of the people they are around. I always hear people say, well, 
You know, the kids are the way that their parents are and the way their parents raised them. I don't completely agree with that because not all children are only around their parents. They're also around teachers. But then if you think about it, they're only around the teachers for approximately 30 hours a week at the absolute most, at the absolute most 30 hours a week. So to place all the blame on teachers is really absurd. It's patently ridiculous because you're only there at the, at the most, they're around any particular teacher, 20% of any particular week. And of course you got to remember that they're not interacting with the teacher over breaks or over uh, the summer. So 20% of the hours for the entire week, Sunday through Saturday. So the question is, what exactly is going on in a child's life for the other 130 plus hours? And when they're not around their parents, who is it that they're with? The things they hear, the things they see, all of the different observations, all the things that are being taken in, the language which is being used. The way your child speaks is going to be a product of their surroundings. And if they're using profanities, they didn't just come out of midair. They heard them from somewhere. I just find it remarkable how there are so many kids I've taught over the years and they're all so tremendously different. All of them, so tremendously different. And it's incredibly rare where I find a student who is a superstar human being. And they have it all going on. At any age. That means as a third grader. And when I'm looking at them as a third grader. And I can see as a third grader. They know the difference clearly between right and wrong. They have outstanding manners. They use appropriate language. Academically, they are well put together and they're always receptive to learn and they always listen before they speak. And they're kind to other people. And they're team players. They have the ability to be leaders, but they can be followers as well. And everyone wants to be just like that child. And the person doesn't really have any enemies. And appearance really plays very, very little of a role because of the type of human being 
that child is. Yes, I have seen that in third graders. Yes, it is possible. And I can guarantee you that the person was brought up in outstanding surroundings with someone who really took a lot of chances and tried lots of different things and methods to raise the child to the best of his or her, or her abilities. It's hard. I understand that. I understand that there are children who have pre-existing conditions and it's always going to be difficult for them. It's always going to be tough. But not impossible. I saw a special years ago and it focused on children with severe disabilities. Most of them came at birth. And the way these children were, the word beautiful is an understatement. Because they embodied what humankind was all about. And the love and the caring and the sensitivity, it was all there. Highly educated, highly skilled, never thinking of themselves as being disabled, but being able. And they have very tough lives. I saw one once on a child who had Thatcher Collins, excuse me, Thatcher Collins, Treacher Collins. And Treacher Collins is a disfigurement of the face. Something that cannot completely be cured. And when I say cured, means that unless we get to the point where a complete and total reconstruction of the face is done, and even with that, you're still never going to get to everything that's quote-unquote normal because such people are born without cheekbones. And the happiness and the normal lives these children had and it had to do with their support system. It had to do with the people around them. The concept of, no, I can't 
do this for my child because we don't have money is complete and utter nonsense. And certainly, if you have the financial means, it's inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. For children to be raised in such a way that quite bluntly makes my my job very difficult every day. When I grew when I uh, started my career several years in my career there were these uh, two children that passed through our school system and to say that their parents had money would be an understatement. One of the richest families I've ever known in my life. I mean, a lot of money. A lot of money. And the parents were divorced. And the children were anything but quote-unquote normal. One of the children was one of the most severe child diabetics on the East Coast of the United States. 24-hour insulin pump attached to her body. went through pure hell growing up. The son diagnosed with leukemia. Which came in and out over the course of his life. And yes, there's probably going to be someone who's listening to this and saying, well, yeah, you know, they had all this money and they were able to find find all the, the greatest doctors. Okay, there's some merit to that. But I could tell you this, though. Those kids, two of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met in my life spectacular human beings, wonderful, wonderful family. So wonderful that when functions would be conducted in the schools, they didn't want to show up. But it wasn't because they were too busy which is unfortunately what was too often the case, too busy for their kids. No, it was because they didn't want to draw attention to themselves. There was even one point this family had given so much money to the school system 
Not for political gain. Not for anything. And the way you knew that is because they never once wanted anything more than just to simply be known that the money was given, but that was it. They weren't looking for anything special. They didn't want their name and big, big lights or anything like that. Just a nice, simple thank you was fine with them, but they didn't even want to go to the event because they didn't want to take away attention from the event. And the one time when they had a function for this family, they were too embarrassed to go demanded that the function be held in the middle of the day so less people would potentially attend. That is humility at its finest. That's the reason these kids wound up the way they did. Yes, they had some financial means that some of us will never, ever know. But I can tell you, they were raised well. Clearly knew the difference between right and wrong. And they were good, good people. The level of, uh, of philanthropic thin things that this family did for so many people... I've seen it from, I just haven't seen it much in my lifetime. And I try to do the same with my own life now. To just give to people. And to give back. Like I said, people who are parents have so much respect from me. Because I do have an understanding of how difficult it is. I only get them for a short period of time. But I also want to leave you with this one thought, especially if you don't have kids right now. Please do not have children if you have not thought this through carefully. If you don't have a plan, if you're not on the same page as your partner, there are so many resources available today that were never even available 30, 40 years ago. And a lot of those people came out pretty okay. Some of them could have been a lot better. But no one can tell you how to ultimately raise your children. That's your choice. That's your choice. But the question is, what are the choices you're making? Are you really in it for the 168 hours? Or are you looking for a lot of time off? Because if you're looking for some time off, this particular job 
is not for you.